In today's episode, we are discussing being alert of behaviors of child abuse victims. Peace and light, family. This is Elegant Granny, your creator and host of the Proactive Eye podcast. April is the month, as a nation, we raise the awareness of child abuse. Last week, we began awareness of child abuse on the podcast with Stats from Child Trends, an organization that has been around at least 40 years, who are also the nation's leading research organization in 38 states who focus exclusively on improving the lives of children and youth, especially those who are most vulnerable. I'll be sure to leave their link for you in the show notes so you can familiarize yourself with them. This week, our focus is to sharpen our alertness for behaviors of children who are or may have been abused. There are a variety of signs when a child is abused. Depending on the child, those they trust and those they do not trust generally indicates the behaviors of the child. I will begin with a list I found on the Mayo Clinic website just before I disclose some of my experiences as a supporter of abused children. This list from the Mayo Clinic defines the five common types of abuse children experience and the signs and symptoms the child may exhibit with each type. I shared the five types in the first installment last Wednesday, and I will share them again. They are physical, sexual, emotional, medical, and neglect. If you would like to understand the precise definition of each, you can go to the site, which will be linked in the show notes. As of now, I will share the common signs that can alert you of any type of abuse the child may be experiencing. Number one being withdrawal from friends or usual activities. Changes in behavior such as aggression, anger, hostility or hyperactivity, or changes in school performance. And these behaviors are based upon how the child is able to have an outlet. These things come out when they need an outlet, and this is the only way they are able to express them. Depression, anxiety or unusual fears, or a sudden loss of self-confidence, an apparent lack of supervision. Frequent absences from school. Now understand, this may not always be. Sometimes they attend school, but a lot of times children who are abused do not attend school depending on what the signs are. If there are physical signs, then a lot of times they won't show up. Reluctance to leave school activities as if he or she doesn't want to go home. Now, this doesn't pertain to every child. Sometimes the child is so into the school activity, they don't want to leave. But for those who actually know the children, like know, know them, this may be one of the signs. Sometimes they attempt at running away, rebellious or defiant behavior, self-harm or attempts at suicide. The last two are mostly common with teens with the rebellious defiant behavior and the self-harm or attempting suicide. Now it is important to note Specific signs and symptoms depend on the type of abuse and can vary. Keep in mind that warning signs are just that, warning signs. 
The presence of warning signs doesn't necessarily mean that a child is being abused. It is so much easier to know if the child is abused or not when you actually know the child as opposed to a child you just met or rarely see. I have three experiences I will share with you. The first one is between a little girl and her father. This little girl used to come into my classroom every day with her father. She loved her father. There was never any indication there was anything wrong. Her mother worked an earlier shift, so her father, being that he owned his own business, he was able to bring her in every day. He was very pleasant, never saw anything wrong. One day, another woman came in who had nothing to do with the school other than sometimes she would come by to visit some of the staff that worked there. She was also familiar with the daycare, so she was able to come in and bring lunch to some of the people. This particular woman accused this father of being inappropriate with his daughter. So I was asked to come into the director's office and we spoke about it. I told her I never saw anything, anything with this child. Now to also let you know, I was the potty trainer. In my classroom, in order for the child to elevate to the next class, they had to be able to use the bathroom independently before they entered into the next class. Not once did I ever saw any signs or any symptoms when this child was in the bathroom as I was teaching her how to appropriate, appropriately wipe herself, wash her hands, and take care of everything in the bathroom. Not once did I ever see anything wrong. There was no indication from the child herself. So I explained this to the director. As it turned out, the lady who wasn't a teacher or a staff at the school, whenever she saw the father and the child interact with one another, sharing love, hugs and kisses like most parents do with their children as they drop them off, there was a trigger that went off in her. She was the one who had a past history of being abused as a child. She falsely accused a father and could have caused serious damage to this family had this accusation went on further. There, there was not anything that we could do except to tell her, maybe you need to go and seek some help. Because once she disclosed that she herself had been abused, this was the reason when she saw this father and daughter interact with one another, she was unable to handle that because she was not able to do that with anyone in her family. Sometimes being falsely accused happens. I cannot tell you how many cases we have had like this. This is why it is so important for you, as I always suggest at the end of the episode, to seek mental health counseling. If you were abused as a child and you are now an adult, it will follow you throughout your adulthood if you do not seek help. Please seek help. This is something that you really do not want to happen. You don't want to start false accusations with others because of something that you weren't healed from. This next experience is between a mother and her son. She came in telling us that she believed one of her relatives sodomized her son. 
After our investigation, we concluded that was an untruth. There were too many inconsistencies within her story. The child was none harmed throughout the physical exam that was performed. There was never any indication with the conversation with the child anything happened. Come to find out, this was the mother's story. She had been triggered with something that caused her to make accusations against the relative. A relative that was actually supporting her and her son. Please, people, be mindful even though you are an adult. If something happened to you as a child, please go seek help. These triggers really do happen. As a, in these cases that I'm telling you now, these are personal experiences, things that actually happen that I witnessed that people made false accusations due to triggers from their childhood. Something triggered them, something they saw, something they heard, something they felt. And it caused these memories to come back that they had been suppressing, thinking they were healed because they are high function enough to go on with their day to day. This is not always the case. At some point, it will haunt you. At some point, it will show up. People, please seek professional help. There are mental health specialists available to help you with this. You need to go seek some help. My next experience involves a little redhead girl at the age of two, her parents, a baby infant sister, and a loving person who loved her parents so much she was willing to help them. It appeared that to this woman who loved them so much that this little redhead baby was being neglected. She was two years old. She was unable to formulate any words at all. She could not articulate speech. So this lady, she got involved and she brought the little redhead to us. Beautiful little girl, beautiful. I, form, I found a way to have the children in the class to help her learn speech, how to speak her words. It is common that children learn best from other children. They tend to trust children more so than they do adults. So what I did was I had games set up so where the children were able to help her learn her speech. After a month, the little girl began speaking very well. She started using her, her pointer finger even less, and she used her words even more. We were very happy. The reason why the neglect was going on is because of the financial situation. That needed to be corrected. The financial situation of the parents needed to be corrected so that the child could be helped. She was not developing properly because they needed to work to support themselves and the two babies. I'm so grateful that this woman who loved them so much took on the responsibility of helping them by taking care of the child care finances. Not only that, the school gave them scholarships so the child could receive what she needed to receive. I'm so glad that situation turned out the way it did. That's a good story that I would like to end with. 
Hopefully, I have said something in this brief episode to help you be mindful of some things we are facing with our children in America. As within the two experiences I disclose, there were false accusations made by adults who were harmed as children. If you were harmed as a child, please seek help from a mental health specialist. You will be doing yourself and others a favor. This way, there will be no false accusations that we are wasting time with because we are looking to see what has happened to a child when there's nothing that happened to a child and the adult needed help from their experience. In the last experience that I shared, there was a child who experienced neglect because her parents were not able to help her and be with her financially. So she received some help from someone outside of the family who came in and brought her in, and we also shared some financial help with them also. To all who share in helping our children and adults who suffered this travesty as children heal from these nasty wounds, thank you ever so much. I really appreciate you. You are a great asset in this world, and it is very important after a life of any form of abuse to see a physician and a mental health specialist to help you excel as you recover. Let us know in the voice message on the Anchor app or by email at proactiveeye at gmail.com some things you do to help you recover. We'd love to get your perspective on why those things are valuable to you. It has been a pleasure sharing with you today. All links to connect with us and free resources are in the show notes. Feel free to download episodes and take advantage of the free resources provided. You can visit our blog at bit.ly forward slash PE podcast blog. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash PE podcast blog. You can also connect with us on Instagram and Twitter. The handle is at Proactive Eye. And also on Facebook, the handle is at Proactive Eye Podcast. This has been your host, Elegant Granny. Thank you for your support and visit us again. And remember, healing is a continuous process, not a one-shot deal. Much love, peace, light, and healing vibes, family. Stay tuned for next week as we discuss different ways you can help child abuse victims and survivors.